Hello, you are listening to the Secular Buddhism Podcast, and this is episode number 48. I am your host, Noah Rochetta, and today I'm talking about doing humanitarian work in Uganda. Last week, I did a live video with Susie Gillis of um, Africa Promise Expeditions on the Secular Buddhism Facebook page. And this is a podcast where I'm just going to upload the audio of that interview. The reason I'm doing this is because I've had a lot of people ask me questions about the trip that I went on earlier this year to Uganda. So 16 of us got together, uh, all podcast listeners, and we went to Uganda and spent nine days doing a mindfulness retreat, humanitarian work, and we ended the trip with a, a safari and saw all the cool things that you would hope to see in Africa. And it was a really incredible trip. And it's a trip that we're planning to do again. So the purpose of the Facebook video that we did was a live question and answer session, Susie and I answering questions about what this trip is all about, what you can expect on the trip, uh, what it would take uh, to, to go on it. So I thought I would just upload the audio. So those of you who are interested in hearing a bit more about this Africa uh, humanitarian trip to Uganda, you'll enjoy this podcast episode. And if you have any questions after listening to this uh, podcast episode, feel free to reach out to me directly by email noah at secularbuddhism.com. Okay, we are live streaming on the Secular Buddhism uh, uh, Facebook page. And I have Susie Gillis uh, visiting with me uh, from Africa Promise Foundation and Africa Promise Expeditions. Uh, so the purpose of this call, I wanted to get Susie on live with me so we could answer any questions that any of you might have if you are interested in joining us for this upcoming mindfulness humanitarian trip. So some of you may recall from videos and pictures that were posted earlier in the year, um, I had the opportunity to go to Uganda earlier this year with 16 others to, uh, to do a, a humanitarian trip. And it was unique because it wasn't just a humanitarian trip. It was a, it was a blend of a mindfulness retreat, a humanitarian trip, and uh, a safari, like an adventure expedition, all rolled into one. Well, that was done through this uh, organization called Africa Promise Expeditions. And Susie is the founder, and she runs that company. So we're doing it again. And I, I'm excited to say that we're doing it again because that means I get to go back to Uganda. And, and it was such an incredible experience. So I, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to answer any questions that any of you might have if you happen to be watching live and if you're interested in humanitarian work or mindfulness retreat or safari, you know, all, all in one. So welcome, Susie. Thanks, Noah. It's great to, to have you uh, on the I guess this isn't the podcast, but this is the, the podcast page, the Secular Buddhism page. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what we're working on, what we're planning. So um, first of all, people might be wondering, what is a mindfulness humanitarian trip? How would you define it? Um, it's a mixture of several elements of what I would call learning, um, service, and adventure. Um, so now that we've done this together, 
you know, we, we both understand this, but if somebody doesn't know what our trip is about, I would define it um, a little bit service, uh, a little bit cultural learning, uh, educational with the mindfulness workshops and adventure. Um, and really with the service component, I want to drive home the fact that a lot of people believe they're going to serve and help um, in Uganda. And my approach, as you've seen before, is really we're going as learners um, and as partners with Africans. We're not coming into Uganda to say, this is what you need to do and this is how we can make you better. We're coming in with um, resources and um, I guess man and woman power and um, really as partners with, with the Ugandans. Um, and a lot of people think they're going to help. And as you know, um, and what you witnessed is uh, the people who are really helped the most are the, the participants. Um, so yeah, we'll mix it up with, um, we'll definitely mud a building, which you know is a lot of fun. We stomp in the mud up to our knees. Um, I can see a smile coming on your face because I know the memory is fresh. Um, and we'll work in conjunction with a school or community to build you know, a building um, through this mudding process. Um, we will uh, learn how to make chapati, a local Ugandan food with um, the students at the school or where we'll be staying. And that's always a question that comes up too, is where will we be staying um, at African Hospitality Institute? And you can tell our friends out there what that's like if you want for a second. <laughs> what it's are you like, Yeah, I would say it's like an African um, resort in the middle of, of Africa. <laughs> but it's, it, yeah, it, it, it's a really neat, uh, unique place because it's not a hotel. It doesn't have, it's not like, it doesn't have the amenities of, um, of what you would expect at a, at a big resort, but it's incredibly well kept and clean and it's self-sustained and they collect their own water. Like they do all these really cool things there. And it feels, it feels like what you would expect at a nice place. The everything's nice and new and yeah, I loved it. Right. So, you know, we'll work with um, the, the staff at African Hospitality Institute, their students who are learning the um, hospitality industry. And so they'll take some time to teach us um, how to make some local foods. Um, our transportation while we're there are bicycles, like 1950s Indian style bicycles. And as Noah knows, there's many days where we'll be riding our bicycles um, on the dirt road, singing the sound of music like crazy. Um, half the bikes are falling apart, missing pedals. And it's just part of the experience, right? We're just yeah. uh, having a great time on the bikes. <laughs> yeah, a couple of the things that stood out to me that I, I, I kind of wanted to address real quick. When I first talked to you about this, and maybe maybe we'll talk about that real quick. I, I met Susie at a, a workshop in, in Park City, close to where I live. And it, this all started just as an idea. What if we were to do, I was teaching the workshop on mindfulness or, or a session on mindfulness. And she said, what if we incorporate that into the work that I do, which is humanitarian work uh, in Africa? And right away I thought, well, that sounds really exciting because I think most people kind of have this dream of going to Africa and doing humanitarian work. And then as the months went by and we planned and prepared, I did feel a little reluctant at times thinking humanitarian work in Africa, like who am I to go there and do anything? Like what if they don't even need our help? 
Um, and that's, that was the, one of the biggest um, surprises and the most satisfying aspect of the, of the humanitarian part of this was that it was more of a, at least the sense that I got from them, from the Ugandans was, this is our culture. This is what we're doing. We would do this whether you're here or not, but you're here. So help us, help us mud this building, help us build this. You know, it was the principal's office. I think that we were adding on to the school as a mud hut. Um, but it wasn't about like, oh, we need you. We need you guys to come do this. It was more like you get to come spend time with us. Let's, let's have this cultural experience. We get to feel good that we were a part of the experience in, in helping, but really no different than if I went to visit or, you know, if you came to visit me, Susie, and I was like, oh, well, while you're staying with me, you know, I've been remodeling the, the house. Why don't you help me do this and help me do that? So it's not that I can't do it without you, but we're going to do it a lot faster if we both work on it. That's what the humanitarian part of it felt like for me, uh, which I think is really important to, you know, to highlight that, like you said earlier, it's not that we're there to save anyone or do anything that they can't already do. We just get to be there and, and, and experience that. Does that seem fair, like a fair description? Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest epiphany that people have when they go. Um, and we drive that home throughout the experience is we are here in partnership. We're here as friends with these people. And I guess the one thing we do bring is we, we fund the building. So hmm. maybe they wouldn't have that classroom or that principal's office without us coming, but we work together with the community and we ask them, what do you yeah. need? Yeah. And, and all the stuff that we, that we took, the school supplies, yeah. um, the, uh, the kits that we put together, all of that, yeah. you know, felt like this is what yeah. we were bringing with us. Yeah. That was, right. that was neat. Yeah. Cool. So that part's really cool. Um, the adventure part at the end, let's talk about that for just a minute. Um, sure. So we do a Nile River boat cruise and um, boat up to Murchison Falls, which is a really powerful, you know, fall um, on the Nile River. And, and Noah brings this incredible camera and takes amazing footage. He may or may not have brought a drone and had it confiscated by the government. <laughs> we have no, we have no <laughs> drone footage. <laughs> no drone footage, but what was that safari like for you? You know, it, it would be a shame to go to Africa and not do what you would hope to do in Africa, which is go on a safari. So going on the safari was, that to me was the stuff of dreams. You know, you wake up, you're in a safari camp, first of all. Uh, you wake up and then you you get on the typical safari vehicle that you would expect to to get on, and then you start driving out into the middle of the uh, the savanna, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and it's just like oh look there are a bunch of giraffes oh look there are a bunch of elephants and you feel like you're in a National Geographic documentary, uh, and but there you are seeing it in real life. It was it was really cool to experience that, and I I got a lot of pictures there, a lot of video, in fact we'll post in the comments the video that that we made from this trip because if you watch it it's easy to look at it and think oh they got stock footage from national geographic to add to that video but we captured all of that right there just on our trip just us like mm -hmm. us ordinary people there that's how cool it is there it's everything is extraordinary uh in uganda it was really really cool 
Yeah. Well, getting back to like the, I guess the rest of the trip, one important thing I want to highlight is the, um, the bonding that takes place in our groups. Um, so I'm a life coach. I work a lot with, um, people who are really interested in being connected with themselves and with others kind of, uh, focus a lot on authenticity, vulnerability, those kinds of things. And so as you saw, Noah, you know, every night um, we get in touch with ourselves and with the group and we get real. And the power that that I felt, um, maybe power is not the right word, maybe love. The love that showed up within our group because of setting, of being intentional with, with um, our day, looking for how does love show up for you today with a Ugandan or how does love show up for you within the group? Um, the growth, I would say our group had a lot of pain collectively. It was a group that had a lot of uh, intense suffering amongst the individuals and the healing that I saw take place um, within individuals. Uh, I, I think that's out of everything this, this trip is. Um, the deep personal work uh, that's brought forward is, is extremely powerful. So again, yeah. you're there to help others. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you are helped in so many ways. And if we have anybody who went on our last trip, I, I bet they're commenting about now that, yeah. Um, but the friendships, the bonds that were formed, yeah. you know, within a month, we had a reunion. Yeah. We're all well, and e even together. since then, it feels like, the, the bonds that we established as a group, it feels like when, when I see someone from that trip, it's like I'm seeing family again. Forever. The, right? the bonding that happened out there was extraordinary. Yeah, I just got the goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to talk about the mindfulness part of, about it. Uh, it's common for people to go on retreats, you know, 10-day retreats, uh, weekend retreats all dedicated uh, or centered around mindfulness to learn to practice meditation or to learn about uh, mindfulness concepts. Um, and this combines that into all the rest of what we're doing. So it was, uh, it was common for us to wake up and start the day with a meditation session. Now imagine sitting under, you know, a, a really cool pagoda in, in Africa. And while you're meditating, you hear the sounds of monkeys in the background and just incredible sounds. It, it, it's like, mm -hmm. it takes you to another world, uh, literally. Uh, but that's kind of the environment where we're, we're, we're practicing meditation. And then there was like a class, we would talk about specific concepts. How do we live more mindfully? How do we learn to, um, you know, to see differently with a new perspective, all of the concepts that you would learn at a retreat, studying mindfulness and practicing that all of that takes place throughout the trip as well, just spread out. So every morning, we would start the day with meditation. Uh, in the evening, uh, Susie did a, a wonderful job of kind of tying the day together. And uh, we, had, we had several sessions that were very powerful, life-changing sessions where people in the group, it felt like there was a, a breakthrough, you know, that of whatever they had been going through in life or whatever they were wanting to accomplish from there moving forward. There were big breakthroughs. Um, so I don't want to, you know, make it sound like this is all fun and adventure because it is, it really is. But in the middle of that, there are opportunities to radically change your life, to come back a new person. 
with a new perspective and and with a new it's almost like a new lease on life I, I feel like several people in the group came back with that type of a radical change uh, so that's that's another exciting part of this trip that's what's part of why we're doing this yeah it's life-changing and um I, as you know from experiences with me it's a lot of work to do this and um and when I feel a little bit overwhelmed by it, I sit back and I go, wow, I get to watch magic happen. Once we're there and I see the transformation and the participants and the growth and the breakthroughs, I'm like, who has a better job than me watching magic, watching transformation? And so I, yeah, I would have to agree with you. It's powerful really powerful. And what I loved about, um, I knew nothing about mindfulness, right? Until I met you. Mm-hmm. What I loved about this was you taught me how to be mindful and meditate while I walked, while I did dishes. While... So I took back some of that with me from Uganda. And one of the senses that I focus on um, through what I learned from you was my, my sense of hearing or uh, I, yeah, hearing. And so sometimes I'll just kind of close my eyes and I'll hear the birds again. And like, I'm back in Africa where you, you taught me how to be mindful throughout my day. And that part was really cool. And I still practice it and I want more of it. <laughs> you know? want more awesome. of yeah. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about logistics now. Um, yep. So one of the most common questions that people might have Africa, it's far away. It's Africa. (laughs) Is Uganda safe? Um, And this is one that I asked you a lot leading up to our last trip because I was going with my wife. So I I was concerned and and I know others in the group, you know, all of us wanted to feel reassured, but now I want to answer this one first because now as a participant from the last trip that, that we did, I've been to Africa, I've been to Uganda firsthand now and you know, it's, it, it felt incredibly safe walking, you know, driving down the roads or um, walking through the village, especially where we were, because so you, you land in Kampala, which is like the kind of the main city where the airport is, but then we, we get picked up by a chartered van or a little bus. It's like a little bus. And that takes us out to the actual uh, village where we're spending all of our time. So if Africa or if Uganda already felt safe, being way out there feels even more safe. That's there's, there's nothing going on out there. Um, but driving around, walking around the village, riding our bicycles to and from the village and, and, and the camp where we were, everything felt so safe. And, and you're riding and the little kids come running out and they're all waving and you stop and you take pictures and you interact with the, you know, with the villagers. I don't think there's ever a moment that felt unsafe. Um, so yes, I would say it's, it's incredibly safe. It's, um, everything about it felt safe. What would you add to that, to that question? Is Uganda safe? Definitely. Um, and just to reassure people, if something bad happens in any country, it's, you know, on a, I guess a terrorism level or a mass shooting or whatever, it's in a mall, it's in a, you know, look at America, it's in a movie theater, it's at a university we don't go to places where there's large crowds. We're not going to a soccer game where, you know, there's hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. We're out in a village. Um, and I guess to address the safety of food and water, we drink um, filtered, boiled, double filtered water or bottled water at all times. Mm-hmm. Food is, you know, 
the food is off the charts at mm-hmm. the Hospitality Institute. It's three course meals made uh, from scratch, organic. Uh, honestly, I've never had food that amazing in my life consistently, you know, for the, the duration of the trip. Um, you don't lose weight. You gain a few pounds, most likely. I do. Um, it's worth so- mentioning not a single person from our group got sick. When I go to Mexico with friends, somebody in the group gets sick. So here we are in in, in Africa. Nobody got sick. Right. Because we work with people who know how to cater to um, Western diets. And Mm -hmm. um, as you know, Maggie, who runs HI, is American and she knows what we can handle. We did have some beans and rice with the local, you know, students, right? Oh, it was the best beans and rice I've had. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But for the most part, you're having homemade lasagna the cheese is made from scratch uh or fresh it's i don't know what you call it fresh cheese not processed um you know everything the meat and everything is from like kampala from the freezer section of a grocery store but the fruit i mean can we talk about the fruit for a minute you know have you ever had pineapple that you know delicious so the food is one thing that people really love um that was one of the unexpected surprises for me. Uh, I thought going into it, there may be a few moments where you just kind of have to be like, well, I'll just go ahead and eat whatever they give me. But it wasn't like that at all. Every, every meal we had was, was beyond uh, good. It was more like, wow, wow. Every time you'd eat, it was like, wow. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's definitely not uh, a concern. Yeah. I, yep. You nailed Um, it. So, so let's talk really quickly, just, I, I kind of alluded to this, but just a day in general, what, what is the day like? So we would get up, uh, and this is from our last trip, you know, the experience was that we would get up, we would have a meditation session in the morning, then there would be uh, sometimes in the morning or depending on what we had scheduled, at some point there's like a class, we spend uh, roughly an hour talking about mindfulness, um, various concepts, so uh, there's that, but then the bulk of the day, we, we had all kinds of activities planned. One day we were out building, uh, that, you know, adding the building for the school, mudding a hut. Uh, another day we were out doing, uh, the, the guys got together with a local school, uh, boys, uh, boys school. And we talked about the cultural differences with how men treat women. Uh, the women all got together and went and, and taught a feminine hygiene course. And we took uh, pre-assembled kits from here, from the U.S., and that was a part of that. Um, on another day, we did, uh, you know, we, we, you'd ride the bicycles to get around. Um, so you, you're busy doing stuff all day, uh, but it never feels like this is exhausting. Uh, you know, there's there's uh, personal time built in where you can just kind of relax and go and sit hammock. under a tree. What's that? In the hammock. In the hammock, yep, in the hammock. Um, yeah, it, everything about it was uh, very well balanced. So if, you, if you're concerned about, well, are we riding bicycles everywhere? The answer is yes, but that's not the only way to get around. We had, they have um, this little motorcycle truck. It's a motorcycle with a truck bed <laughs> on the back of it. Something. <laughs> um, and that follows us around and people who, who weren't comfortable riding the bikes or you know, if their knees were hurt or if they were just tired, you could ride that. Um, so the, whatever your level of uh, physical ability is, um, this shouldn't be a problem for you, a trip like this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and 
you were talking about the day, the typical day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely building in time to build relationships with um, the local Ugandans one-on-one mm-hmm. time with the participants. And then, um, you know, after we have three awesome meals, um, we always end with a team meeting, like I said, to debrief and get in touch, kind of get heart centered, mm-hmm. um, which is powerful. I remember if, if I recall, didn't some of you guys milk a cow one morning? Or... Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. There's all sorts to... of little cultural things. There's so much going on. And, and I, I have to mention just being out in the village, um, it's unlike going to, I, I've been to a lot of third world countries. I've been, I've been, I've traveled all over the world, but Uganda was unique in the sense that you go, you're in this village and you stop and you talk to people and you're talking to someone who has, there's no TV, there's no, they don't have electricity. I mean, they, if they do, it's a little solar panel because there's no grid out there. I mean, you are really out there experiencing what it is to just live with the most basic of elements. And they are so happy and they're all smiles. And you see the little kids, they don't have any toys. There's little, they have sticks and one's playing with a stick and, you know, and it, it was really cool to just interact with the locals and ask them things like, oh, what is this? Or what do you do? And how do you do this? Where do you guys get water? And, and, and they love sharing with you. And it's, it's really eye-opening um, what life is like there. So it's not like we're there and we're removed from that. You're there and you're immersed in it. You get to experience it and see this is how they live. And you're, and, and you can look in their home and you can go to their, you know, their church or their school right. and you peek inside, you, you get to experience it. That's, that's, uh, mm-hmm. really unique. Yeah. And as you were talking about that, the one word that was coming up for me, um, that captures all of what you just said is joy. These people are filled with joy. And I think that we need it in the emotional bank for a little bit of a deficit. Yep, for sure. So I don't know if I'm cutting out on your screen, but you're kind of cutting out for me. Hopefully the stream is still going. Um, so if you can hear me and if, if it's all still going well, now let's talk about um, what does it take to go? You know, wh- what if, if someone's watching this and they're thinking, oh, I, I want to learn more about this. What do they do? I would say first... Uh, visit mindfulhumanitarian.com. That's the the URL that we've put together where you can go and learn more about this and you can enter the information. uh, You can fill out an application. Um, Susie is really good at the moment you express interest, Susie is going to reach out to you and she'll hold your hand through the entire process. How do I get visas? What do I have to do about uh, everything? Like you're going to get so much information. You'll never feel like you have to figure things out on your own. She'll walk you through the process of making sure you get the right uh, flights booked and everything. So she's really good at that. Um, And she'll answer any questions that you have. So if you're remotely interested, but you want to learn a little bit more, reach out, go, go to mindfulhumanitarian.com, fill out the application or comment in this video, reach out to us. We're going to be monitoring this. Susie will contact you and 
Um, if you want to schedule a phone call with us, maybe we could, you could either talk to me or you can talk to Susie or we could do a conference call, anything like that. And we'll answer any questions that you have. Um, but one of the questions that I'm sure you're wondering is how much does something like this cost? So Susie, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, no problem. Sorry, I had to change locations and get closer to my router, but you could see actually this beautiful painting I picked up when Noah and I were there. Um, cost me about dollars um, in the market. So don't forget we do shopping too. Yeah, the um, last day we went to a market and that was really cool. I bought some African drums uh, and a bunch of little fun things to bring home. That's, that's a fun part of it. It is definitely. Um, so the trip costs $3,500 and that does not include your airfare. Um, we picked a really great time a year to go. Airfares are generally about half the price um, because it's not summer. And because we're catering this trip to adults, we expect that, um, you know, adults can travel during the winter months, which saves a lot of money. And just in comparison to other, you know, companies or organizations that do things like this, we're we're on the low end of the pricing. Um, and the reason I do that is because I want to make this accessible to everybody. Um, I uh, received some information yesterday uh, from a company that does something similar. And um, I think we're uh, phenomenally better with, with our experiences. Uh, and their price is $7,100 um, and their airfares in addition. So, I feel like the value you're getting is uh, it's pretty high, um, especially yeah, I mean, with you have to remember uh, the, this. This is a safari. It, it, it's a lot of stuff. Um, and if you were to just Google safari in Africa trip, you know, you're going to find that this price is nothing compared plus. to that. Yeah. yeah. And everything is included. That might be another question. Everything's included except for your visa, which is $50 at the airport. Um, you have to get travel insurance, which uh, the minimum is about a $35 policy. Um, and that's like your medical evacuation. Some people choose to do more like a $100 policy, which is like if you have to cancel, you get reimbursed. Um, mm -hmm. Your $300 deposit is not refundable because that shows me you're in. Susie's going to put some work into this. Um, but it is uh, the rest of your trip is refundable. I think it's up to 45 days. And I'll work with you if our trip, if we can replace you because you have to drop out for some reason or, um, you know, it's, we'll, we'll work with you. Um, we want you to, you know, come on this trip, but we also want to make it comfortable for you and I'll help you work out a payment plan. Um, so I guess next steps, Noah, would be go to um, the website, the mindfulhumanitarian.com, right? That's right. It'll yeah. link to African Promise Expeditions where you fill out the application. Um, I'll pick up the phone and call you. We'll do, you know, Noah, whatever, the three of us can chat. And then you put down your deposit when you feel ready to go. And then from there, I'll guide you on getting your plane ticket, setting up your payment plan. Um, you know, final payment is due uh, probably around February 1st. So you've got quite a while um, to make your payments. Um, but like Noah said, I'll hold your hand. My job is to make this easy for you. Um, this will be my 14th, uh, by the time we go, our, my 15th expedition or trip to Uganda. So wow. um, I You're feel like, expert. you know, <laughs> well, you can say that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm well-versed and, you know, and Noah and I, I, gosh, 
I think we partner well together and and uh, eventually we're going to end up doing some some other things, hopefully in Nepal or India. So for those of you who've been with us before, just keep your eyes and ears open for future expeditions. Yep. But if Africa's on your bucket list, this is a great way to do it. If attending a mindfulness retreat is on your bucket list, this is a way to do it. If going on a safari is on your bucket list, this is the way to do it. It's all three of those things rolled into one. Uh, and I can honestly say it's a life-changing experience to, to go to Africa, the cradle of humanity, you know, to experience uh, something like, like what this trip is, is, is once in a lifetime. So if you're interested at all, reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to answer any questions that you have. I don't see any questions posted right now on the uh, okay. Facebook stream. Um, but I'll monitor that in case anyone comments after watching this once we're not live anymore. Awesome. Yeah, I look at Facebook and it looked like one thing. Uh, it said view in the app. So I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see, but oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't, let me find that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, I want to go to Africa after that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, I'm not have, seeing the live stuff. I might be delayed. Okay. So I'm watching the app. So what app? Oh, okay. I can see it. Oh, I can still see us. Yeah, we're still on there. <laughs> Wait, but we're not live. We are live? Yeah, we're live. <laughs> I thought you said we were done being live. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> So is there any last oh, minute funny. stuff we want to mention oh, we while have a we're live? From, uh, no, uh, but I do see somebody who went with me on a trip in uh, June, Laura Del Rio, and she said, it's worth every penny. Oh, awesome. Laura's my girl that um, learned about us, uh, African Promise Expeditions, and she had just written something down. Um, what is her heart hungry for? And she placed that in her house and she was looking for something and she came across, you know, um, my work in Africa, reached out and she and her son both went on the trip in June and I think her heart was fed. So that, that's, that's kind awesome. of what I would say my closing remarks are, your soul will be uh, fed. Awesome. Yep, I agree. That's how I felt. Well, thank you, Susie. Uh, hopefully we'll hear from anyone who might be interested and we look forward to seeing you guys in Uganda in February and March uh, 2018. So thanks everyone. We'll talk to you later.